Day, so that's to be expected. So, what is the day? The day is the poor name, the full moon, and the moon celebrating the uh, Rasayatra of Balaram. And so, we'll speak a little bit about that. The subject is described in the Bhagavatam in the 10th canto, chapter 65. So, we turn to those pages. And the text. Begins as follows: Sri Sukhuvacha, Sukadev Goswami said, "Balabhadra Kurushesta." He refers to here to Prichit Maharaj's Kurushesta, the best of the, the gurus. So he feels uh, has no qualms about praising his student. Hmm? He's deriving much from the measure of his interest inquiring spirit, his questions, and so forth. That's giving Sukadeva the opportunity to perfect himself through the kirtan of Bhagavatam. Sukadeva is the example given in Bhayashi Rupa Goswami and Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu, example of the devotee who became perfect by kirtan. This was his kirtan. And, of course, on the other end, there has to be a hearer, an inquirer. Parikshit means inquirer. Here he's addressed as Guru Shastra, the best of the gurus. His inquiry was very ardent, as we know. He gave up eating, sleeping, drinking to listen. And the idea is with great attention. And doesn't go unnoticed by Sukadev. If the audience is falling asleep, well, you know, it's another thing. But that was not the case. So, Balabhadra Kurushesta. Kurushesta means Prichit Maharaj and Balabhadra. This is how he's referring to Balram. Bal means strength and Badra means auspicious. So, he who is possessed of auspicious strength, that is, of course, uh, great uh, spiritual strength. And particularly, he offers great spiritual strength to the devotees of Krishna to forego material attachments. In Bhagavan Ratam Astitaha, he is also referred to as Bhagavan, so we know him to be the personality of Godhead, as is Krishna in the first expansion of Krishna. So he is Bhagavan, but he is Peculiar in that he is, Krishna is the Bhagavan who is served, and Balaram is the Bhagavan who personifies the serving disposition rather than the served disposition. If we're going to have a served disposition, one who is the, the object of service, then there have to be servitors. So Balaram is certainly uh, Bhagavan and an appropriate object of service and love, but he, in Bhagavatam in particular, the um, which is the hub, as we know, around which the, all the sacred texts orbit, we get a certain picture of Baladev um, that um, highlights him as the personality of Godhead not served, but servitor. So he's the Godhead, but he's in the position, disposition of service. Now, um, here it just so happens that, to an extent at least, uh, the subject is Balaram as the object of service. This is Balaram's Rasalila. 
So he's Bhagawan. He indeed, Vrindavan Das Thakur, his Chaitanya Bhagavat, in the very onset of the book, labors to underscore the fact that Nityananda Prabhu, who is non different from Balaram, is, as Balaram is, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is something that even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu labored to establish in the Leela, the position of Nityananda Prabhu. And in doing that, Vrindavandas, even uh, um, for the sake of establishing the divinity of Balaram, um, it, it may be that in some other sampradayas, they, because he is the reservoir of the jiva, in in different realms, in Golok, as Balaram, and it's as Mahasangrashan and Bhakumpa, as Mahavishnu in this world, expanding Nityasiddhas in the realm of Madhurya and in the realm of Aishvarya and Nityabhadha jivas in the realm of um, material existence. Uh, it may be that some Vaishnavas and other sects misunderstand him to be a jiva himself, identified with the jiva. Hmm? Um, so, for that perhaps, and, and uh, also because of the unorthodox kind of behavior of Nityananda Prabhu, um, Krishnadasas, as I say, at some length, has labored to establish that Balaram is, is the personality of God. And in the context of doing that, he cites the fact that Balaram has his own Rasayatra. Therefore, he must be God. <laughs> because Krishna has the Rasalila, and, he, and he's, that's thought to be the apex of his the zenith of his pastimes, the climax of his leelas, the super-excellent leela, leela Madhurya in the full sense, of the term is thought to be the Rasalila. And Balaram has his own Rasalila, so he must be the personality of Godhead as well. So it's with this in mind that Vrindavan Das emphasizes the point. However, the, the fact is that the Bhagavatam overall, as I say, portrays him more in the light of the personality of Godhead servitor and the personification of service, the, the, the origin of the serving ego in all devotees. He's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita in this way, say Balaram, was it? Bhaktabhiman, the, the mool, the root of the, the abhiman, means the conceit, means the, means the ahankar. There's a spiritual hankar. The hankar reveals and conceals. Mm-hmm. An eye. Mm-hmm. So it's the spiritual eye mm-hmm. um, of being a servitor, the serving ego. Balaram is the root of this in all devotees. Mm-hmm. So this again is what the Bhagavatam highlights, and at the same time here, and Vrindabhadasa is citing it, of course. Um, he's the personality of God, and this is one of the evidences. He has his own Rasalila. So we're, that's the subject. That's what we're discussing. And Palavadra Kurusheshta Bhagavan Ratham Hastita. This form, Balabhadra, this form of Bhagavan, he, Ratham Hastita, he um, climbed up upon his his chariot, chariot of Balaram, is very auspicious. And uh, it's described in Chaitanya Bhagavat and um, implied, if not described, or referred to in Chaitanya Charitamrita as well. I think the story is more clearly presented as many of the early leelas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are in Chaitanya Bhagavat. There, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in the morning hmm, to the assembly of devotees and said, I had a dream last night. It was very extraordinary. Hmm. And a, a person 
with uh, a water pot and a staff out of iron that looked like silver wrapped with gold on either end hmm? and carrying a plow across his shoulder with an earring and one ear dressed in blue garments effulgent and so forth came to my my house came to my, into my dream hmm? and called me Nimai Pandit Nimai Pandit get up get up I am your brother hmm? come see me and so forth and so he he was astounded by this and he said he appeared driving on Balaram's chariot with the flag of the palm tree in um, in Asia then the palm tree is one of the taller trees in Mayapur the date palm it gets quite big I recently planted some date palms in Madhavan and um they get quite tall, but it takes a long time for them to get tall. But if you've ever been in Mayapur, it's very flat there, and the date palms are very tall, and then you have someone can climb up and they get the date juice. You've had this fresh date juice, very intoxicating. Um, and Balaram is prone to that, <laughs> you know. Um, but it towers up. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitakura makes a comment that the towering height of the um, palm tree implies that it rises above all others hmm, things on the plane and and therefore can see, being above it all so to speak can see what is essential and important and leave the rest behind and this is what the symbol of the palm tree on Balaram's cart represents hmm? he gives the ability to, to rise above and focus one's attention on that which is essential, which of course is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whom no one has been more instrumental in bringing attention to the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu than, than Balaram and, 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 and the spiritual things in, in, in general. Hmm? Sort out what is the self amidst all things that are different, hmm? and that they come, are here today and gone tomorrow. Self is the witness, the enduring one. So Bhagavan Ratam Astita on his chariot he mounted Sudrid Didrikshur Utkanta Prayayo Nanda Gokulam. He mounted his chariot and he headed for Nanda Gokulam, the, the um, village of Gokul presided over by Nanda Maharaj. And how he did so, Sudrid Didrikshur Utkanta. These are the most important words here um, in the verse, in one sense. Um, Didrikshur means he wanted, with a desire to see Surid, with a desire to see his friends. Utkanta, with great longing, very intense longing. He decided to see his friends, and this is very important here, because why? Where is Krishna now? He is with, um, excuse me, where is Balaram? He is with Krishna. They're outside of Vrindavan, but he's with Krishna, who's his best friend. And um, the, the import here is, you may not notice it, that perhaps by a a, a superficial perusal of the Bhagavatam, um, but Balaram and Krishna are very, very fast friends. They're very, very extremely attached uh, to one another. And uh, so the idea that Balaram would be eager to go a long distance to Vrindavan to see his friends when his best friend is right there is curious, hmm? curious. Hmm? Of course, the setting is such that the inhabitants of Dwarka were reluctant hmm, to speak even about Vrindavan for fear that Krishna would want to go there. He himself 
was known to speak about it in, in his sleep. <laughs> this uh, um, was told by uh, Rukmini, who was countered by Satyabhama. This is sometime later. In Leela's recorded, uh, described by Sanatana Goswami and Great Bhagavatamrita. After Balaram had gone, after Uddhava had gone, each of whom brought messages to the inhabitants of Vrindavan and returned. And the subject of Vrindavan had again come up in Dwarka, and there was a great concern amongst the inhabitants that Christians would go there and, and never return. Um, and so there was considerable discussion. And the Brajbasi side, Rohini and Baladev pitched in and made some very significant comments about their attachment to the people of Vrindavan, their sympathy for their plight. Um, Padmavati, the mother of Kamsa, made some very um, bizarre comments. <laughs> that uh, why should he care about those people? who kept him in the brambles all the time, made him go out and herd cows, and we treat him like a prince, and, and so forth. And why send him? If need be, let's offer to pay Nandamaraj for the time that Krishna and Balaram, what was it, 11 years? They worked for him for 11 years? Okay, yeah, so let's give him some cash, some compensation, and leave it at that. And Krishna looked at her like she was from out of space. Rahini just ig- ignored her, hmm? and uh, <laughs> and the fact that Krishna loved the inhabitants of Vrindavan was the, was really the main subject, and what to do about it. Rahini's position was Balaram's position was Krishna should go there, and and they were actually upset with him for not having gone, and the queens acknowledged that fact, but they thought maybe there's some way that we can you know work it out that he stays here nonetheless. And, but anyway, as I say, Rukmini, to te- testify to the extent to which Krishna's heart was in Vrindavan, because she said in the night, sometimes in his sleep, he calls out the names of Sudam, Sridam, the names of his cows, the names of Radha and Gopis, his mother and father. He wets the pillow with his tears and so forth. And, and, and Satyabhama cuts in and says, Oh, you know nothing. Hmm? about his attachment to those people. Hmm. The fact is, even when he's awake, he's thinking of them. Hmm. And I can't get his full attention. And it's apparent to me. Hmm. He's, he, you know, he's, he's actually somewhere else, even in, in, in his waking state, thinking about them. This is the position. So the attraction, the pull, the draw of the inhabitants of Vrindavan is, is uh, considerable and the feelings for them on the part of Rohini, in this case, and, and Balaram, and Krishna, and so forth. And why Krishna doesn't appear to have corresponding feelings, how he could be so callous as to not uh, not return hmm? and leave them in the condition that they're in, which is described and so forth. Here we see, this is now prior to that, of course, before that was after Balaram had gone, and Balaram was expressing some discontent with Krishna. Hmm? about his apparent hard-heartedness, and so forth. The soft-heartedness for Balaram, for the inhabitants of Vrindavan here, is described as such that it exceeded his interest in being with Krishna. Hmm? Uh, we should uh, take note of this, as much as Balaram is the personality of God in servitor and embodies the ego of service, it's more, more important to us are the devotees of Krishna than Krishna. Hmm? He was with Krishna, Krishna's best friend, and still he eagerly, with eager, he went to see his friends in Vrindavan, leaving Krishna behind. With great enthusiasm, as described it, he boarded his chariot and took off. So the importance of the Brajbasis, who embody the love that is our ideal. We may say that our ideal is not to attain Krishna, but to attain love of Krishna, where Krishna is found as a byproduct, <laughs> something like that. Wherever there is love of Krishna, Krishna will have to be there. Hmm? 
It's the this is the Achinti Beta Beta. Love of Krishna and Krishna are one and different. Hmm. But sometimes people say, Have you seen Krishna? Kind of challenging a sadhu. One good reply, uh, I think, is that I don't know. I wasn't looking for Krishna. Have you? I was looking for service to Krishna. Have you got any of that? Have you seen? And I see plenty of that. So I'm very busy with that. Um, but if you see him, let me know. I've heard he looks like this. <laughs> um, so, the Balaram, even I want to say, in the context of the story of his going to Vrindavan, where he's described, to some extent, this is his story where he is the object of service, right? It's his Rasalila with the gopis. Nonetheless, even in the language of the first verse of this chapter, there's an emphasis on his being the personality of God who exemplifies the mood of service. Here he is thinking of, of, the, of uh, that the devotees and Braj, that they're uh, having their association is, is more desirable, something like that. Hmm? Bringing our attention, I should say, by its example, to the, uh, the importance of the abodes of love, the personifications of love, where the Nityasiddha Krishna Prem resides, where it takes shape, that we may understand it as it plays out in the Leela and so forth, and be attracted to it as an ideal. Hmm. So, here, anyway, Balaram uh, mounts the chariot and he goes to um, um, uh, Vrindavan and meets with the inhabitants there. And particularly, of course, he meets with the gopis. This is not the first place in the Bhagavatam that Balaram's relationship with gopis is brought up. It's brought up in two other places as well. The first place that it occurs is in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. There, the chapter opens with Krishna glorifying Balaram. This is the very center of the Sakiras section of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. It describes, gives an overview of Krishna's pastimes in his Poganda age, in his boyhood age. And so the chapter begins with Krishna glorifying Balaram, who is the main figure, if you will, of Sakirasa. He personifies the ideal of Sakirasa, and he's Krishna's best friend. And so verse after verse after verse, Krishna, in a, in a humorous way, in Hasirasa, in a, in a rasa of joking, he uh, truth is said in jest, so he glorifies Balaram. He dismisses, uh, he's saying things that are true about himself, mm-hmm. but he says them all about Balaram. Mm-hmm. As a gentleman, he doesn't want to take, um, glorify himself, describing the, how the, the Vrindavan forest responds to Balaram uh, with all of its, with its breezes, with its aromas, with the, uh, the, uh, the waterfalls and the, and the mist that comes off that will, um, uh, in, in, in all these different ways, his senses will be pleased by the forest and so forth. Beautiful description of the Vrindavan forest and how it's, its creatures and how it's all responding to and glorifying Balaram and so forth. And in the context of that, in the height of his joking, so to speak, but again, truth is said and just, so it's true. Balaram is all the things that he's speaking about as well. They're non-different from one another. Hmm. Um, the height of that, he says, and the and the creepers, they also um, seek to embrace you as they do the tree, something like this. And the creeper word is, an, is another word for gopis. So he says, in a covert way, this is the language of the tenth canto is very full of layered, if you will. Uh, this is uh, the, the, um, the language of love. It's very uh, indirect and hidden meanings and so forth. It's very layered. He's saying, and uh, the gopis like to embrace you, hmm? too. Creepers want to embrace you as you walk by like they're embracing the tree. They like to embrace you. Now, this is the Pogandali. This is before the Rasalila of Krishna has even taken place and the Rasalila of 
of, of Balaram, described in Bhagavatam. Um, uh, or his, uh, you know, dancing with gopis, you could call it a Rasalila, is uh, described after that. So it hasn't happened yet. But this is the first place it's being mentioned. And Balaram and the gopis, you know, they like you. And you're pretty special. Balaram is blushing. And uh, is Krishna's forecasting, so to speak. So this is the first mention of Balaram and 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 his love for the gopis. But it's being, it's just a, a point that's being raised in the context of explaining Sakirasa and appropriately Balaram is the main subject here. He, he goes on at some length about Balaram, as I say. And one of the reasons for this, as I've explained before, is because at a certain point in the glorification, just before it ends, hmm, and then the Leela of the killing of Dana Kasur, which is the chapter is about, uh, begins with the coward boys wanting to taste the fruits and so on and so forth. The introduction, which is, as I say, a big glorification of Balaram, ends with a verse in which Krishna speaks very covertly about that time within the cowherd Sakiras Lila in midday when Krishna gets the urge to go to Radhakund, Shamakund and meet with the gopis and only some of his friends can go with him. Only the Priyanarmasakas who are influenced by Madhuri Rasa and and participate in his Madhurya Rasalilas directly. So, under some pretext, Krishna gives him reason why he has to separate from the group. And Vishwana says, oh, in, 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 what is his book? Krishna Bhavanamrita. Great astrologer has come to town, I heard. Hmm? And uh, I think it would be appropriate for us to go and, and have our charts done and talk with him and, you know, and, and, and just give him the honor that he's due. A great idea, everyone's charged by that, but, he's, but we can't all go, to get, all go together. So let's just I'll pick a few. And, and meanwhile, Balaram, you, you, all, you all stay with Balaram, who's just been glorified, the verse of the verse of the verse of the verse, about how important he is, how extraordinary he is, and so on and so forth. So <laughs> he set it all up like this, and then he will go with a few boys. Hmm? Okay, you'll be right back, right? And we're with Balaram, after all, and you just said all these things about him. So Krishna goes and so forth. Hmm. So the point is that the first mention of Balaram's um, life in relation to the gopis also appears in the context of describing him as the center of Sakirasa. I mean, all, all only the Priyanarma Sakas are going with Krishna, the Suhit Sakas, the the uh, the sakas, the um, priya sakas. There's three quarters of the, the four groups of sakas. Three quarters of them are staying with Balaram, hmm? and um, just for a little period here, these others are going with Krishna and the priyanarmas for the participated in the Madhurya rasa. So, really, the main subject there obviously is Balaram's position as the uh, leader in the Sakirasa. He, he presides as a deity over the Hasirasa, so that's very the, very central to the Sakirasa, the comedy, and it uh, comes in such a way that the Sakya recedes to the background and they're holding their bellies and rolling <laughs> on the ground, joking with amongst one another. Kodavani chutta chuti bani puti, as Prabhupada said, sedin kabi more. When can I hold my belly? <laughs> Sore from laughing and rolling and somersaulting and in the forests and pastimes with Krishna and Balaram, herding the cows and so forth. <laughs> so, um, so although this is the first mention, but as we see, it's 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 secondary. It's not the primary uh, aspect of Balaram that the Bhagavatam is centered on and that therefore all the sacred texts are centered on. So uh, many many angles of vision about Balaram. We want the angle of vision 
given in the Bhagavatam, the window of, of, of uh, shown to us through the commentaries of the Goswamis of India. This is the first place. And what I'm saying to you is that, yes, it has a place, but it's not the main thing about Balaram. We'll go on hmm? to the next place, then. It appears after the Rasalila, I think in the 34th chapter of the 10th canto, we have Balaram and Krishna. And, it's very important, hmm? very important, and their friends hmm? during the holy. Holy has now become a very popular thing. Hmm? Um, it's become a hip festival, the, the, you know, the, 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 the colors, the dyes, and squirting them and having a party and throwing them on everybody and, and so on and so forth. Um, it's all fun, I suppose, but I, I get the impression that many of these modern-day holy festivals that are thought to be honoring some culturally diverse, you know, when done in the West, um, festival of, you know, of the Hindus and so forth, it's uh, done a little uh, differently than as it's described in the Bhagavatam. In the Bhagavatam, there's a very important person that's there that's not there in the holy um, parties today, and that's Shankachuda. Hmm? Shankachuda is there. Shankachuda was uh, some student of Kuvera and uh, the of Shiva, and, and um, he came to the forest um, where Krishna and Balaram and, again, very important, and their friends were together hmm, with the gopikas. And he represents what? The lust to enjoy the gopis. Hmm? He represents materialism. So he is the he is who is killed in the holy. I think the present holy tends to be a little um, not with the spirit of <laughs> of killing the uh, lust, but perhaps uh, enhancing the an opportunity for intimacy, something like that. This is the impression I get. So he's an important figure that's left out of the present uh, ritual uh, or party, if you will. Um, so he he he's he's taken out of the picture as the story goes. But prior to speaking about that, in the very opening, the onset of the description of this lila, where Balaram and Krishna are with gopis, and it's described by the commentators that Balaram has his own gopis, they are there and they are not alone. All their friends are with them. Hmm? The point of all their friends are with them is significant because it's not a, um, it's not, a, well, to be very crude, it's not an orgy. That's not what, there's more people there. It's the antithesis of that. <laughs> it's it's childhood, it's fun, it's 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 for kids, it's for brothers, it's for brother and sister. It's like the Rocky, you know, Rocky, what is it called, Rocky Purnim. Hmm? Rocky Purnim is the Purnim when it corresponds with Balaram, I think Balaram, uh, um, Purnim, the, 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 uh, the uh, what's it called, Baladev, Baladev Purnim, hmm? the appearance day of Balaram. And it's a day in which the uh, brothers hmm, in the family tie a thread, a rocky, around the arm, the wrist of the sister, and and make a vow to you know, to protect her, or to other. It's extended, you know, in a village setting. As we were speaking the other night, the nature of the village setting is different than the industrial world in which we live, and so the extended idea of sister and. So, we did that a little bit in the 60s, brother, sister, <laughs> and so forth. So anyway, <laughs> so that they would tie the rocky with uh, different girls, and it was a very, um, and they would, it was kind of a vow on the part of the, the brother to protect the sister from being um, exploited, basically, by some other person. Hmm? So this is the spirit of the holy 
as described in the Bhagavatam, because Krishna and Balaram and their friends are all present there. It's a very innocent affair, and, it's been, it's, and then Shankachuda comes, who personifies further the idea that, uh, that lust should be should be should be driven out, and then there, there could be a very happy interaction <laughs> um, uh, between all concerned. So anyway, he appears on the scene, and uh, and he he with it pulls out a big stick, and he it appears at first that he grabbed them, but if you follow the text, it says that he herded them like cows, which means he had a stick and he's behind them and he raised the stick and they ran. The implication by the Acharya is he could never touch them. Lust can never touch the gopis. Their love is pure. That should never be misunderstood. The Bhagavatam is emphasizing this point. And so anyway, he chases them. They're running and they're calling out, Krishna, Balaram, help us. So Balaram, like the big Raki protector, hmm? Rakshamam, hmm? he comes and uh, protects the gopis while Krishna chases after Shankachuda. Hmm? And by now he's a long distance away, but Krishna makes the distance very short by his own speed and quickly deals with him. And he had a jewel on his head. Krishna took the jewel and cut off his head. <laughs> and bringing the jewel back, of course, then um, everybody was amazed and all the girls were thinking, maybe he'll give it to me, maybe he'll give it to me. <laughs> and he wanted to give it to Radha, of course. But in this this was in this setting, he couldn't do so, so he gave it to Paul Ram. <laughs> it said... In Raghunathas Goswami's Vilap Kusumandali, in some of the uh, commentaries on, on one of the prayers there, this is re- referred to that I believe that Balaram then in turn gave it to Mother Mangal, who gave it to Dharata, hmm. yeah. which is where Krishna wanted to give it, but the setting there, he didn't want to create a scene there. Hmm. So this is anyway the second place in which Balaram, and it's described by the commentator, Balaram and his own gopis there. Hmm? Now, now what we have is he's coming back to Vrindavan. This is much later hmm, on his chariot. He's eager to go. He's eager to go because he knows he's a Vrajabhasi, so he knows what is the pain of their separation. Things are going fine in Dwarka. Hmm? They're just carrying on. Fine, Krishna's there, but meanwhile in Vrindavan they're wilting away. Hmm? Uddhava was sent with a message, and um, Uddhava went to sort things out, and, and he became bewildered upon going there. He, he, he didn't understand even the message that he was delivering, but while he thought he did, and the gopis heard his explanation, and they thought, this guy knows nothing. Hmm? Uddhava was... Krishna's counselor, Krishna's guide, his pandit in, in Dwarka. So he, he was Shastravit. He knew the Shastras very well. When he spoke the message to the gopis in terms of how he understood what it meant, they thought, this guy's a dummy. He knows nothing about love. Hmm? That can't be the meaning. And then I think you can find it in Gopal Champa. They, they, I think this is what you meant. When, they, when Uddhava hears... What the, how the gopis understood the layered, as I said before, implications of the love-laden message of Krishna to to them. Uddhava, he, 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 he lost it. He said, this place is beyond the Shastra. Shruti bir bibhigyam. He says, beyond the Shruti. And, and he wandered around in Vrindavan quoting verses like that. Um, for a couple of months and aspiring as he did to have the same intensity that he saw in the gopis' love enter into his own uh, bhava. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, he, he made a petition that he could become a blade of grass, isn't it, in Vrindavan that might be stepped on by the gopis because they could get their intensity by their association 
by association, you can. It's everything, right? So, and doesn't go on. Um, um, you kind of can't counteract it. You can't avoid it. It's like you touch fire, you get burned. So invisibly. So with awareness of this, you wanted. You thought if I could just, even though they don't know it, they touch me. Sudula bhagavata yadoke, akshnofalam tadusha. Akshnofalam tadusha kirtanam hi akshnofalam tadusha gatrasamga akshnofalam sudulava bhagavata yadoke. It's a beautiful verse. To sing about him or her, to touch them and be touched by them, to associate means with them. Hmm? to uh, hear about them who that uh, real devote, significant devotees Sudulabhagavata who are very rare to be found in the world this is the perfection of seeing to see them to, 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 to glorify them it's perfection of the eyes perfection of the tongue perfection of, perfection of the touch to touch them or to associate with them Sudulabhagavata okay hmm? They're those very rarely found in this this world, the Goswamis, the Sadakadeya, the Gopis, in their Siddhadeyas, in the Brajalila, Sarups, who would have understood these kind of things. Recite the verses, but the significance we don't understand. We we we, we hear some sannyasis coming to town. We say, "Well, let me know when he's gone." <laughs> Simply, I don't want to hear from you. I'm not interested in At least we should. Prabhupada's father, hmm? we should take example from Prabhupada's father. He was so interested in having the association of sadhus that he erred hmm, in doing so by way of inviting people who just looked like sadhus to the house. When they got there, they said, have you got any, got any smoke? Hmm? They were smokers. They were some of the sadhus, so they looked like sadhus, they smoked ganja, whatever. And Prabhupada was like, man, dads are inviting all these people as sadhus. I don't know what to, what to, what to think about sadhus. Hmm? And when he was then invited himself to come by one friend to meet the sadhu, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur Prabhupada, he said, oh, I've seen so many sadhus, my dad's always inviting them over. Hmm? Half of them are pot smokers or whatever. And then he said, no, this one is different. You should see him. Hmm? He's a different kind of sadhu. And Prabhupada was easily, somewhat easily convinced to go. And seeing him once, um, he lost interest in the Gandhi's movement Hmm? entirely. He was swept up by the Gandhi movement, like young people, many young people, swept up by the, the idea of political change and take away the, you know, rob from the rich and give to the poor, you know, change the system. This is the real problem. It is a problem, but it's a relative problem. And Bhakti Siddhartha who shed light on the real problem, or the real liberation, real Swaraj, beyond the wildest imagination of what Gandhi was was uh, thinking of, Prabhupada was captivated by it. But the point here is that that Prabhupada's father erred, so to speak, on the side of caution. You could say, you know, if it was a sadhu, invite him. Hmm? We'll, we'll try him out anyway. He says he's a sadhu. Let's check it out. Hmm? If he dressed like a devotee, maybe he is. Then it would be good for us. Krishna's like that. He saw he saw Putin dressed like a sadhu, like a devotee, and so he gave her what's all your hmm? That's why we dress like devotees. At least we dress them. Krishna will see us and think, okay. Invitation of a good thing is a good thing. This is a sadhaka's life. It means to dress up and so forth and go through the motions. Hmm? And uh, hopefully some feeling will come. Well, Krishna will notice you. But Prabhupada's father was like this. So this, this is a good, good tendency. Prabhupada, you know, in, in retrospect, he appreciated it. Hmm? 
my father was was fond of hearing from from saintly persons, from sadhus. How do we get to that point? So, yeah, so yeah, we'll change your life. Sadhu sangha, sadhu sangha, sarva shastri koi lava matra, sadhu sangha, sarva shastri koi. We quote the verse, but Uddhava understood it. Just a moment's association. Even if they don't know they're touching me, because I'm just a blade of grass and they step on my head, that will be good for me. That will bring, this is an instance of, of a devotee steeped in a particular rasa, having some attraction for the other rasa, such that that rasa will become as, like, a, like a sanchari and augment the rasa of Uddhava and intensify it. Hmm? Some compatibility there between his, his mixed rasa, friendship and servitorship. So, so he, this was his life in the brush. He learned something. I mean, the person who knew everything and was Krishna's advisor in Dwarka felt like all of his knowledge was useless in comparison to the to the to the love of Vrindavan that seems to be devoid of knowledge. Gyan Shunya Bhakti. It has no place for it. Hmm? It gets in the way. Hmm? Knowledge that Krishna's God would get in the way of their love for him. It's an extraordinary place, super extraordinary. Uddhava knew it. So his prayers, we should see his prayers and think, this is really the, 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 the end of wisdom here, what Uddhava was saying. Hmm? Two, three of his prayers given in Bhagavatam. Someone wander around his own Sanskrit compositions, chanting them. But he went there to ostensibly to pacify the gopis. He was not successful in pacifying any other inhabitants of Vrindavan. And Besides what he was sent there to do on the surface, which he was unsuccessful, he was sent also to learn something, to complete his education, if you will. So Balaram was the second then principal messenger sent by, by Krishna. And of course, he's a Brajabasi, so he, he knew more than Uddhava. He was in a better position to pacify them. And he was not like Uddhava. Either, and he told this to the gopis when he was there, when he did come to Vrindavan. I'm not like Uddhava, who's completely under the control of Krishna. I'm a little independent, and so, and I'm the implication is, and I'm his older brother. So when I say, I'll bring him back here, you can count on me. Uddhava could say, he's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he comes back. You can't rely on him. You can count on me. I'm independent. I'm God, too. Swarat. So he voices his his godhood there in a very beautiful way. But even though he's invoicing his godhood, what is the spirit in which he's doing so? In service to Krishna. That that the inhabitants of Vrindavan could be pacified to some extent. In his absence, they could hold, have something to hold on to that he's coming back. I mean, Nanda told him, I'll bring him right back. When he went, took him to, to meet with Kamsa, I'll bring him right back. They believed Nanda. Nanda believed himself, but fate was different. He couldn't bring him back. The plight of Nanda is extraordinary, but nobody blamed him. Because when Nanda came back without him, they could all see all of our suffering combined is manifesting in him. He feels his own suffering and separation from Krishna. We feel our separation from Krishna. And he feels all of our separation from Krishna. And he's our leader. Hmm? They didn't say, it's his fault, bogus guru, get rid of him. Hmm? They didn't think like this. They thought, see his plight. Hmm? And so much sympathy for Nanda. Hmm? And then Uddhava is sent for Mathura, not too much longer. And we've just explained his shortcoming of Uddhava. He had learned something. He didn't know that he didn't understand the Braj. How could he really communicate with them? How could he really 
he looked like Krishna at first, but he didn't. He didn't understand the uh, the love of Vrindavan, but Balaram understands. Hmm? He's a Brajbasi. He's appeared from the womb of of Rohini in Vrindavan. Hmm? Rohini is a Brajbasi. Yes, she was the wife of of Nandamarsh, but she's a Vaishya wife. Hmm? Excuse me, wife of Vasudev from the Chatriya side of the family. Hmm? Nanda and Vasudev, they're related, like what, like cousin brother, something like that. And um, so there's a Chatriya side to the family lineage and then the Vaishya side. So she's from the Vaishya side. Well, she's a Vaishya, not the same family, obviously, but she married into the family of Vasudev. So the point is she carries the Braj conception with her even when she's in Mathura with uh, visiting Vasudev and then carrying the child of, um, of Balaram in her womb. She, she's, he's born, it means, out of the, out of the womb, of, womb conception of, of uh, Vrindavan Bhakti. So he is better suited to pacify them, and he was somewhat, uh, somewhat um, successful. Hmm. We've related to that now. That, that his appeal, given in Brihad Bhagavatamrita later on, hmm, that Krishna should go, he should go back, he should go. Hmm. I went, I told him you'd come, you should go, your hard heartedness. Championing the cause of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. But when he was there, then, as I say, he met with Krishna's friends and his friends, and uh, the parents, you know, with, with Vatsali Rasa and Dasi Rasa and Sakya Rasa he met, and then he met with, with the gopis. And there, in that section, this is again, Balaram is there, and it's the story in which he is going to dance with his own gopis and have his own Rasa Leela. But the main reason he's going there is not to have Rasalila with the gopis, but to pacify Krishna's gopis hmm? and the other inhabitants of Vrindavan who are feeling the pangs of separation from Krishna. So this is the main theme. Even in the context of the story in which his own Rasalila is described, if we look carefully at it, we see he's being portrayed in the Bhagavatam in light of what he, of what he is more prominently represents, and that is a very powerful form of Braj-bhakti, hmm? Ragmarg. Indeed, uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Sthitakur raises the point in his commentary on Chaitanya and Chaitanya Bhagavat that, that the love of Balaram for his gopis is, is full of maryada. Hmm? Maryada is not Ragmarg, it means proper etiquette, it's not parakya. Hmm? It's not... And, of course, when he does return in Gopal Champu hmm, to give the message to the gopis and to dance with his own gopis afterwards and so forth, um, he... Well, anyway, he's coming to pacify... to, to, to pacify his... Uh, Krishna's gopis, principally, to deliver a message to them. Hmm? And I just lost the point there. Oh, getting old. <laughs> Too many thoughts. But, uh, this is his, his main person. Even in the context, again, of his own Rasalila, hmm? what's brought out is more principally, but it's about the point, is, this is the point I was making, and that what he's really about is his ragmarg disposition of presiding over Samanda Rupa Rag Bhakti, presiding over the Rag Bhakti of Dasya, the Rag Bhakti of Sakya, the Rag Bhakti, Rag Bhakti of, of Vatsalya. Hmm? Now he has some role in relation to Madhurya, and his role in relation to the Madhurya of the gopis, Krishna's gopis, is very noble. Hmm? And um, it's not romantic. He doesn't have a romantic relationship with, with Krishna's gopis. He's having some romantic relationship with his gopis, but Jiva Goswami, as Bhaktisanasarasthakura has referred to it as Mariada, in Gopal Champu, Jiva Goswami says, when he returns, Nanda Maharaj insists, you've got to marry all these gopis, Balaram, while you're here. 
All these gopis, they love you. You're here now. So Balaram marries them all. Hmm? So Balaram has his Rasalila, but it's a little different. Hmm? And it's in a different place. It's at Ramgat. It's, it's, it's not at the Rasastali of, of Krishna's Rasalila. They're different gopis. His relationship with them is different than Krishna's gopis, Krishna's relationship with his gopis in Parakya, which is the acme of the Braj, um, Brajlila. And it's one of married life, so it's, it's, it's Svakya, it's Mariada, it's appropriate, it's an appropriate relationship, and so forth. So this is really, well, this is the day of the Rasa Yatra, the Rasa Lila of Balaram, the point I'm making again, of course, this is kind of like a secondary aspect of Balaram. The full face of Balaram is more represented in, in his being, the, ser- Bhaga, the Godhead servitor, and he's serving Krishna by way of representing him as closely as he could be represented in Krishna's absence. Hmm? Uyava couldn't quite do it. Hmm? Balaram can come much closer. In fact, he's described in the text here in this chapter by Sukadeva invokes the, the, the name Sankarshan, which means attraction, that draws together. He drew in his own mind, hmm? he so much wanted to represent Krishna that the gopis would be pacified, hmm? that Krishna actually became present there. Sankarshan, he drew Krishna from Dwarka. And this then is the, the Daoji deity, as I've said on other occasions, hmm? that you find across the other side of the Jamuna. Where, where is that? Bhulavan? Hmm? Uh, Mahaban Gokul, I believe. And that is the deity of Balaram, who's black. Balaram has a white complexion. So you see the deity of Balaram with the black complexion, you think, what, did they only have black marble or something? Or what's the story? No. He might have even been carved in white marble, but he turned black. Because Krishna's complexion is dark. It means, at that, it represents at that time, he was so successful in bringing Krishna, representing Krishna, but he actually, his complexion turned the color of Krishna. And gopis came as close as they could to getting some confidence that Krishna loves them, that uh, he's coming back. And, and of course, they spoke to him at first, saying, hey, he doesn't love us, why should we love him? Hmm? You know, he's got these ladies in Dwarka, and they're, you know, they're probably fools like we are. They're more smart than us, but, you know, but they're probably fooled by him as well, nonetheless, because uh, he's pretty crafty, and he says one thing, he does another, and so forth, and Balaram assures them, Krishna loves you. Hmm? And after he fully represented Krishna to Krishna's gopis, to Radha and others, and the word, the terms are used, there's a nice nice word here used also in the text, um, that uh, Rama Sandarshanadrita, Rama Sandarshanadrita, Rama showed, he's speaking to Krishna's gopis, he stood before them, with great respect, he honored them. They honored him as the older brother and had no romantic feelings for him. Hmm? And at the same time, the, the, the word means, and he honored them. Hmm? He was honoring them with great respect and he made Krishna manifest hmm, to a large extent. And his promise was, it could be taken Seriously, gave him something to hold on to until he finally did come back. And we find, again, the story in Veda Bhagavatamrita where Krishna's Balaram's upset with him. You know, why aren't you going back? Why aren't you? And, of course, Krishna ultimately does go back. Hmm. He does go back. He kills Dantabhakra in Mathura, the last of the demons. He goes into Vrindavan and returns, spends two months and then causes the whole Vrindavan Leela to become unmanifest. Then goes to Dwarka and winds that up ends it and, and so forth so he does return hmm? Sri Krishna is he, he lies a lot but not to his devotees hmm? <laughs> he tells many untruths for Leela that's true but for his devotees he's achyuta he's infallible hmm? so a surface reading of the Bhagavad doesn't tell us that that's why we, we, we want again the Sadhu Sangha to understand it through the eyes of the Goswamis hmm? they could see they read the, the Bhagavatam and they come in such a way, see here, 
it's said as the verse is he this means he went back. And they corroborate them with the Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana and, so, and he returned and crossed the river Jamuna for Matura and he was good for his word. But Balaram's word gave them hope to go on. And it was Balaram then in Dwarka who really pushed him. Hmm? Rohini and, and Balaram really pushed him like Balaram's was about to say, you know, it's over. We'll cut it off, you know. I'm not going to be your friend anymore mm-hmm. unless you go back or something like that. Very, very strong, mm-hmm. strong language. Hmm? And, uh, of course, there are other extenuating factors and so forth, but you can be sure that Balaram's words, as they're described there by Sanatana Goswami, were a, a prominent factor. Hmm? Of course, the love of the devotees is as well, and he's staying away for philosophical reasons, theological reasons that, reasons that, that we, the compassionate Krishna, that we might know the glory of the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, who despite his leaving, never left him for a moment. Their thoughts never left him. Hmm? So, after he has respectfully addressed the gopis, and pass- Krishna spoke to gopis and pacified him, them to some extent, then he has his rasa with his own gopis, whom again afterwards, Nanda Marjit says, you're going to marry all of them. You know? hmm? And of course, as it goes, he, he he's having fun with them, and the trees are respecting him, and they're oozing with honey, Varuni, Previously, of course, Varuna found out that Balaram and Krishna were the supreme personality of Godhead, and so he sent a. When the Krishna is returning now, Balaram to Vrindavan, he sent a, I think, the daughter of his in the form of the juice from the trees, and uh, they produced the honey that then was turned into a beverage, and Balaram was drinking. And Balaram is an example of a person who can who can take take his intoxication. I think Prabhupada talks about it somewhere in the Nectar Devotion. Maybe three types of people who take intoxication and how they respond. The third one is like, they kind of just mellow out, you know. <laughs> and they're not a problem, you know. They don't become a big, whatever, you know, disturbance. So, so, so Balaram, he is uh, <laughs> a little known for that. And uh, this is a prominent example, drinking the intoxicating honey beverage and ladies are drinking it too. And in his in his uh, uh, revelry, revelry, then he asked the Jumuni, by the way, like, can you change your course for a moment and come over here because we'd like to take a bath. We'd like to go for a dip. It's a warm night. And she's, she looks at him like, you are drunk, man. You know? And so then Balaram says, well, then fine, you know. And so then what did he do? Extend his plow? Hmm. Right? Then I'll, bring, then I'll bring you over here. How about that? Hmm. So this is where we find that Haldar, Haldar is a bit of a name for Balaram that uh, carries some Aishvarya with it. Just like we find that Vishnu has his different weapons and so forth, the plow is one of the weapons of Haldar, typically in a forearmed form of Sankarshan. Hmm? And so it's more generally not manifest in the Braj. This is in the Braj, but this is Balaram coming from, from Dwarka and in this instance, he's manifesting, again, his godhood before the uh, Kalindi, some expansion of the Kalindi, who is the wife of, of Krishna, one of the wives of Krishna in, in Dwarka, hmm? and um, showing her who he is, and then oh, she's quite apologetic and so forth. And then, then uh, I guess, out, out of the river, the goddess appears and gives Balaram beautiful some jewels and blue garments and so on and so forth. The very expansion of Sankarshan and Vaikuntha appears there and ornaments him. And his, so his godhood is established. He is the personality of Godhead. He has his own Rasalila. He should be respected as God. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Murari Gupta, Murari came amongst them. Hmm? Gaur and Nityananda approached them, offered his respect to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, offered his respect to Nityananda Prabhu. And Murari said, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, well, you don't know anything. You're supposed to teach others, and you don't know the etiquette. Murari said, what are you talking about? What's going on? He says, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Explain everything. Murari Gupta went to bed, kind of troubled at night, and then in the dream, hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared before him with Balaram, and, 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 and there he was 
Balaram was there as an antasage, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was fanning him and offering incense to him, hmm? and saying, "You approach me through Nityananda Prabhu. Offer your respect to him first, then to me." Hmm? So this is Mahaprabhu. So this was the etiquette for the leela. And he's my elder brother. He's the he's the Godhead himself. Hmm? So Maharaj was educated in the etiquette. So the next morning, he knew everything. Mm-hmm. So there's one of the instances, again, as I said, there are many in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu makes a, a concerted effort to establish the importance of Nityananda the importance of Balaram again. Um, and these are the, this is a story that Vrindabandas uses. Balaram has his own Rasalila to establish the point, but there's a larger point about who Balaram is, and that is the window of into the life of Balaram that is the real focus of the uh, Goswamis, that should be emphasized. And we don't have to get fancy about it and say, and he's also an Anga Manjari, and then, yeah, this is the Shakti manifestation of Balaram from the Rasa. That's a little bit of a different uh, uh, topic. Hmm. Um, this, is, this is really the Balaram that the Goswamis are talking about, even in the form of Nityananda Prabhu. Nityananda Prabhu was repeatedly and overtly described as being in the same role and mood to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that Balaram is in Vrindavan. He's the main assistant. He's bringing all attention to, to Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He began the whole Sampadaya, as I've many times said. And so, Ram Rama Mahabaho, hmm? please protect us with your strong arms. Shibaladev ki jai. Shibalaram Rasyatri ki jai. Gaur Bhaktabindha ki jai. Gaur Premanande. Vanchakalpatru Vistha. Pita Sindhu Vyevacha. Patitanam Bhabhanabhi Vaishnabhi Vaishnabhi.